It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Red Sox front office report this week brought to you by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Kentucky Owl, the wise man, American straight bourbon whiskey, and Heim Bloom should be joining us on, uh, is Heim Bloom there? Oh, there he is. He's connecting, yep. Oh, he's connecting right this moment. All right, Heim Bloom will join us momentarily on the Harbor One hotline. It is quick reminder that it is draft day. And at 6 p.m. tonight, the all-night draft party begins with Rich and with Shime and Andy Hart and Fitzy. Correct. correct? Yes. All right. You know what the food is yet? That's an <laughs> yeah. important question about yeah, so, all parties. So I'm bringing the egg rolls. Okay. Uh, nice. Andy, Andy Hart's in charge of the chips and soda. Oh. Mm-hmm. I believe Fitzy is smoking some ribs. All right. Yeah, yeah, see, God Get love Fitzy. Fancy. Honestly, Andy Hart kind of mailing it in, just grabbing the chips and the soda. Right. Well, I mean, no, he it. has a. We we were discussing it. He has a long commute, so we, we put him in charge of the beverages and the and the uh, the finger snacks. Okay. And then I I don't know exactly what Rich. Who's is doing for. the wings? Yeah, just like good old fashioned wings and pizza would be better than like smoking something. Hey, you know, it's not my call. I'm bringing my egg rolls. I'm very happy with it. I like the egg roll choice. Who wants to eat ribs in a radio studio? Uh, No No kind of, uh, like, creative board of some sort? They charcuterie or hummus hummus board or nothing like that? This guy's watching the draft, Greg. Come on, seriously? I will be bringing my block of cheese, though, because I do love to snack on cheese. Uh, Heim Bloom joins us right now on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Heim. Good morning, everybody. How How you doing? doing? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I just got back off the road and uh, happy for the happy for the boys to get an off day today. It's been a while. Speaking of being on the road, I wanted to ask you about Tuesday night and uh, some Baltimore fans who apparently spit on and or uh, sprayed beer on players. Is that something that the you you guys are addressing with the league? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, obviously that should never happen. Uh, and I think, you know, it's interesting because uh, as I know you guys saw uh, Richard Blyer actually brought it to our attention. Yeah. And he told us what he, what I think he told the media, which is that, you know, this guy played there for a while. He said, these aren't the fans I know, but obviously, you know, these things can happen anywhere. Um, you know, we, the, the league is aware. We made the Orioles aware. And look, I mean, there's nothing wrong in my view with fans creating a hostile environment for the opposition, but there are lines you can't cross. 
um, a few bad apples across one. Uh, the Orioles did do a good job of addressing it, and we made sure uh, they knew we felt it was unacceptable just to make sure something like that doesn't happen again. Hi, it seems like, you know, maybe one of the common themes for this season is when you do get good starting pitching now, it almost seems like you can't get runs going um, in some of the losses that, you, that you've had. What is it about that? It's like you get one, but you can't get the other. I, I, it, what have you noticed that maybe might be leading to some of those issues? Well, those are the ups and downs of the season. I mean, look, we've our our offense has been incredible. It's, it's a bunch of grinders that uh, it, it doesn't really matter the situation. We'll just keep battling and make you earn twenty seven outs. Now, you're, we're not going to uh, obviously on the whole, we scored a ton of runs. Uh, it's baseball; you're not going to do that every single day. You hope that it aligns, and when you don't score, it aligns with you know days when you get great pitching. Sometimes that'll happen. Sometimes it won't. But, you know, these guys are never out of the game. I mean, look, every, you know, in a lot of, you know, the losses we've had, we still just keep coming at you. I mean, even, you know, yesterday, um, facing uh, one of the probably most intimidating relievers in the game, we get the first two guys on with a couple of really good at-bats. Uh, then the guy made some really, really good pitches uh, to get out of it. But uh, it would have been really easy to mail it in right there and just hit the road, you know, look ahead to the off day, and these guys were still grinding. So, you know, that's going to happen over time. You're not always going to, you know, score five, six runs every day, but uh, we've done that more often than not. I asked the question when you're not on with us, so I better ask it when you are. Was it a mistake on your part going into the season with the expectation that Chris Sale was this team's ace? I don't think we we expected anything of Chris, but to just be himself. Um, you know, I think we were pretty clear on that. Obviously, the the upside we we know the upside is there. He actually showed that to us uh, a couple starts ago, um, and obviously, you know, having him not having pitched regularly in three years, there's going to be some ups and downs. So we were fully prepared for that. I think if you had told me that Chris's stuff would be where it is, that the velocity would be there that he would be healthy and ready to go on opening day and taking the ball every five, six days, uh, you know, we'd have been pumped. Obviously, there's some things to work out. He has been and will be the first to tell you that. Um, but, you know, we, we just want him to be himself. Um, and uh, everything this guy has shown us uh, over time and also the stuff that's in place this year, he's going to figure it out. And, again, he showed that to us against Minnesota. Then it wasn't there this last time against Baltimore. But, you know, he showed us why he stayed with a guy like that. Well, then, did you, heading into this season, did you have an expectation when it came to who would be the ace? You know, we have a lot of really interesting, talented pitchers. Uh, the starting pitching hasn't been consistent to this point. But I think everybody in that rotation, uh, you know, including, you know, someone like like Bayo, who we, who we sent out for a little while, uh, they've all shown it. Uh, they've shown it in flashes. We need to get that more consistently. But there's a lot of guys that can rise to the occasion. I think, you know, really, this has been a topic since I got here about uh, the history of the organization and, and developing starting pitching. You have to be willing to ride the ups and downs of the young starting pitchers to realize that upside. They have all shown us that upside, including some guys that I'm not sure people would have expected that from at the beginning of the year. I think if you had asked a lot of people coming out of last year in spring training, um, you know, would, would Tanner be a guy that you could count on to this point to give you five, six, seven innings every time out, attack the strike zone? 
I don't know that people would have expected that, especially coming out of spring training, and he's done exactly that. So we need these guys to keep taking steps forward. Uh, some of them have done that so far. It's been inconsistent, but we just need to get them to that top end more frequently. I guess I'm, that's the difference in the way this Red Sox team is built now versus a couple of years ago in that it's a wait-and-see approach. It's not we're expecting people to be ready day one to be shortstop or did day one be our third starter. Is that because of a new way in which the team is being constructed or is this just this roster this year? I don't I, I, I don't see this as a, a wait-and-see team in a way that's different from the way you go through any baseball season. Um, there, obviously, you know, any good team is going to be uh, looking for young players to step in and contribute and going to be riding the wave with those young players. I think that's been true of uh, every good Boston team. It's true of good teams around the league. You know, the fact of the matter is this is a marathon. So to say wait and see, I mean, you're competing from day one. You're trying to win games from day one. But the reality of the baseball season is that uh, if things don't click on day one, two, or three, and you panic and, and move on, you're going to hurt yourself. That's true of every team around the league. So I, I, I don't see it as that, uh, or to the extent that it is that. I just see it as this is the game of baseball. Um, it's, it's a long season. And if you ever want to get contributions out of young players, uh, you know, look at uh, uh, probably a lot of the guys you're thinking of, whatever you're referring to a couple of years ago, those guys didn't all come up here and, and perform at an elite level from day one. Uh, this is part of the game. And, you know, if, you, you have to be willing uh, to ride the roller coaster in any baseball season. Well, I guess with the with the 2018 years ago, but you had Porcello, Price, Sale, and Water Rodriguez, and Nathan Avaldi. I'm not all of them pitched all year, but there wasn't the question. There was always questions with the fifth starter, or maybe middle relief, or maybe platoon. But it just feels like, from my perspective, obviously I don't know all the information, but it feels like we had opening day Kluber, Sale hope for something with, you know, a returning Garrett Whitlock. It's not a rotation that felt solidified in any way. I don't really know how to address that other than that, uh, other than to say that, look, I think having a lot of uh, interesting young starting pitching candidates is something that every team wants. And like I said, it's something that has been kind of a longstanding issue here that we didn't have those guys. You know, now we have them. They're not all going to go out and perform from day one, but you're never going to realize that upside. You're never going to to have that unless you are willing to give those guys chances. Look, there have been years where you could have lined it up and said, and, and said, hey, man, we've got we've got five guys. Book it. We can count on these guys. It doesn't always play out that way. Uh, that's the game of baseball. Obviously, you know, you cited a year where it all clicked, but that same group or groups like that, of whom there were expectations, veterans, you know, it didn't always click. So to me, having a lot of exciting young pitching is, is a really good thing. Uh, and I'm excited to see what these guys do the rest of the way. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Well, Haim, you bring up the excitement around Bayo in particular and sticking with Tanner Houck and the rotation over him and his outing yesterday was up and down. Where does that confidence in Tanner come from for you guys? Look, they're all going to contribute. I mean, I think, you know, Alex is pretty clear about that when when we made that move. Obviously, there's going to be um, opportunity for all these guys. We know how the season goes. You know, we, we know what it looks like. We got we, we unfortunately got to see that last July where – you know, if you whittle your rotation down to five and then those guys go down as inevitably happens during the course of the season with young pitchers and veterans alike, um, maybe more so with veterans, uh, and you don't have, uh, you know, more than five, it ends up hurting you. So he, you know, Brian's part of this. He's going to contribute. I have no doubt about that. Hi, baseball is such a mental game. And you talk about sale having his stuff. His velo's good. I learned that from um, <laughs> my boy out there in Framingham, Lou. But when you think of where Chris Seale is at mentally, you've seen players like whether it be Chuck Knobloch or Dontrell Willis get so caught in their own mind. And if his stuff is there, how much of this maybe could be attributed to the mental fact of maybe the pressure sales putting on himself, whether it's contract or other things, how do you determine that? Yeah, there's, you know, there, there's an art to it. Obviously it's something that you try to figure out by being, you know, of course the player and being in touch with the player. I, you know, in Chris's case, you guys know the type of competitor he is, how much he cares. Uh, he is one of the most straightforward, accountable players I've been around. Uh, and I think that that shows publicly too. You know, look, this guy obviously isn't as sharp as he as he wants to be, uh, and he's going to be hard on himself when that's the case because he expects great things of himself. Uh, but he's also, you know, he's also shown it to us as recently as last week. Uh, so he's grinding, I mean, he's not going to stop grinding. This guy's very, very determined. Uh, he will get there. Um, I, I don't look at this as something where. Um, you know, mentally, he's in a place he can't get out of. He's he's obviously been there before. This guy has uh, done a lot of things in his baseball career that, frankly, going back to, you know, when he was at FGCU and in the draft, I don't think anybody expected of him. Um, you know, when, when, you've, when you have that kind of resume, obviously, uh, you know, that top end is going to be tantalizing. It's always going to be there, and you know it's been there, and you're, look, you're looking to find it. So, He's working at it, but but he's a persistent guy, and he's again he showed it to us last week. He just needs to get there more consistently. Hi, Bloom. Thanks for taking the time. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. You bet, folks. Good talking to you. All right, there's Heim Bloom, Red Sox front office report. We can discuss that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> got to um, keep that man up. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Like you got to like it almost seems like you got to continue to pump Chris Sale up. Right. And everything, you know, when we ask him questions, it's Chris Hill. He's going to get there. He's going to get there. Well, so, I mean, he's uh, the, the guy's a four or five time all star, Chris Hill. Right. I mean, but I, we've seen it happen I, I, with baseball players before where they get the yips and that's it. I, I, when, when you buy the tickets for the game tomorrow night at Fenway Park, does it come with an upside bonus or do you just pay for the product on the field? I think you get to come back when the team is is good. I think that's what, in the future, Curtis. That's I mean, what it, it, I, I, I know. I'm you know I might have a foggy brain. I drink a lot. Like, is it April or August? Uh, it's April. Okay, so why is it that we have nothing to show for the quote young prospects coming up the system? Brian Bayo, I believe, is in Worcester, correct? Yeah, yeah. 
Who's the young starting rotation? Tanner Houck, okay, I don't, I'm not sure if he's a Heim Bloom product. Who's the guy that's in the rotation that we're all excited about? This is just like 2018. There was hardly any young pitching talent in the starting rotation, just like there is now. I, I just, it's such a frustrating thing, and it only crystallizes when we have Heim on, where you hear the discussion of the potential, when potential used to be in Pawtucket. The, the Boston was for actual realized talent, and now it's sort of a proving ground while charging the highest ticket prices in baseball. I would just prefer to get an answer when it comes mm-hmm. to the plan, rotation-wise, going into the season. And if the plan was we're not going to have an ace, we're going to hope that uh, we can cobble together some guys mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, you know, a young guy or two is going to show up and be the guy. Then just say that. My entire yeah. life in school, all I was told about was unrealized potential. Potential is a four-letter word. It is not something that you should be selling, especially with the Boston Red Sox. All right, that's Heim Bloom. Here's Courtney with what is trending right now. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, it was enemy number one who put this one away for the Panthers. Matt Kachuk with the game winner for Florida uh, in overtime. Uh, It forces the Bruins to a game six. Now, we did see Patrice Bergeron, who was back in action. He had a goal in his return. But with a game six, now we wonder if we see the return of David Krejci. Mike Milbury had a different take on this when he joined us at 820. A lot of people I talk to aren't that unhappy about Krejci not being in the lineup because... You know, listen, it's a great player, great hands, but the pace slows down with him out there. If you want to hear more from Mike Milbury, he will be on the Odyssey app in full. Who you got as your three stars last night, Shime? You know mine, Marshand, McAvoy, and I think Taylor Hall. Yeah, the invisible man Taylor Hall has to be up there. I'm hoping you guys, uh, you and Milbury both accosted Taylor Hall in this program not <laughs> yes. too long ago, and yes. then he has been on an absolute tear since. Yes. Maybe David Pasternak will have the same reaction okay. uh, to you guys' negative behavior. All right. mm. okay. Well, Game 6 will be tomorrow night at 7.30 in Florida. The Sox dropped their series with the Orioles after yesterday's 6-2 loss. They're off today. They return home to take on the Guardians tomorrow. The Celtics have one tonight, though. Game 6 in Atlanta. Tip is at 8.30. The last first-round series in the East to still be undecided. It took overtime, but the Heat were able to get it done in Game 5 against the top-seeded Bucks. Jimmy Butler went off again, 42 points in this win. They'll face the Knicks, who beat the Cavs in 5. And happy draft day. WEEI is the only place for your NFL draft coverage tonight. The Rich Keefe Draft Party brought to you by Chock Full of Nuts airs 6 to midnight. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. 50 degrees, cloudy outside, afternoon high 57.